Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Hey, welcome in. Brian Mazarowski here with you for the next hour on WBEN. Foggy, foggy day. I mean, it looks like that uh, Stephen King movie uh, that had the bad ending. Um, it, it is uh, wild out there. Watch out if you're on the roads. Uh, happening right now in Washington, the Ukrainian president addressing Congress. And uh, you'll hear the latest update. Addressing Congress through a translator. You'll hear the updates uh, at the top and bottom of the hour, of course, if anything big happens here on WBE. It is a strange scene in Congress because they're at uh, like the congressional auditorium is what you'd call it. I've never seen this room before ever. Um, it, I mean, it looks like a school assembly with Nancy Pelosi acting as the principal, introducing the special guest and everyone's on their feet. It, it's almost an uncomfortable thing to watch. You know, everybody is applauding the Ukrainian president and, you know, to see at the end of it, I mean, he's there asking for a no-fly zone for military support, not necessarily applause. But we'll, we'll bring you the very latest on that, what's happening top and bottom of the hour, of course. And uh, David Bellavia will have more when he's done speaking. Uh, but I want to I, rewind back to yesterday for just a moment. You know, sometimes you get so caught up with uh, everything else you're talking about. I forget what spurs it on in the first place. So we were talking yesterday about a Bill Stadium and just the idea of public money. Basically, the uh, you know my you can go back and listen. Bmaz and Beamer in the podcast tab at wben.com uh, wherever you get your podcasts. You know, basically the public funding. Say what you will about it for a Bills stadium, but you don't have the same energy when talking about it elsewhere. You know, if, if you're very upset that the Pagulas are getting public funds to build their new stadium, you know, I, I hope you were very outspoken when Elon Musk uh, got the same check written to him by the state. And just kind of making people aware of some of the money that gets thrown around, whether it's state or federal tax dollars. For projects, and you know, it seems like the bills get most of the energy. But I was spurred on by this once again because the New York Post wrote about this over the weekend and kind of blew up a little bit. A lot of people picked it up from there. Uh, the, some of the details in the post, a uh, little, I don't know if that if they appear to be accurate. Um, maybe that's some of what Mark Polenkars was talking about uh, recently. Uh, he didn't elaborate what was inaccurate, but. Anyways, I, I, what kind of set me off from this was the, 
the Post is talking about uh, the state and Erie County agreeing to pay nearly a billion dollars toward a new $1.4 billion stadium. Uh, They cite sources close to the situation. The first person who they have comment from on this new Bills stadium inside the Post article that went all across the U.S. is a University of Michigan sports management professor, Mark Rosentraub. Because when I'm, you know, going for my expert analysis of a public financing deal in New York State, who better than a professor at the University of Michigan? And that's I'm always wary, and I think people should be, and I actually think this is a little bit of Journalism 101, that when you're talking about this story and really anything that has to deal with public financing for a project, I you should not be including somebody who works for a public university because that would be a classic conflict of interest, right? Of course, somebody who works as a professor at the University of Michigan is against a state giving a bunch of money for a sports stadium because a state is also the person paying his salary. He doesn't want New York or Michigan or any state to be setting precedents of giving money to build a facility for football. They want state money to build a facility for his lectures. It's all coming from the same place. So just keep that in mind when you read these stories and you have somebody cited. All right, University of Michigan, sports management professor. Really, that's the best expert on this we can find to comment. Uh, But that's... That's not exactly an unbiased third party there. You know, keep in mind, they're fighting every day. They're fighting for those same funds coming from the same source. And you bet they don't want to see uh, it being used for a football stadium. But, I, you know, so much going on yesterday. <laughs> we, we looked at that so uh, in depth that we forgot about the, you know, actual... What's at the uh, bottom of that? Um, uh, Want to talk today about something we had been mentioning throughout the morning. Daylight savings time, which I, through my research this morning I, is also known as daylight saving time. Yeah, I guess it doesn't really matter. It's, no, it's not like offside, offsides. There, there's really no correct way. Either one is appropriate. But there is a new push. It may be a a push a step further to make daylight savings time permanent in the U.S. Yesterday, the Senate unanimously passed what they're calling the Sunshine Protection Act. It will now head to the House. It wouldn't be the first time the U.S. has adopted daylight saving time for the entire year. We tried it back in 1974, but the change only lasted less than a year after outrage from parents who didn't want to send their kids to school in the dark. And there are mixed opinions from scientists. Some argue permanent daylight saving time would make us more productive, but others say darker evenings and brighter mornings are better for our sleep habits and our health. That's the report from Andrew Dimbert that we heard throughout the morning here on WBEN. And this is, I would imagine, a lot of people over the past few days have had this discussion around uh, the office, around family. We were talking about this last night. Uh, Of daylight saving time, do we really need it? 
you know, can't we just stay on the clock, uh, around the clock, year-round, same time? Why do we need to spring forward? Everybody hates it in the spring. Of course, no one ever complains about this during the fall when you get that extra hour of sleep. The day's extended a little bit. It, there's not, it's not as loud of a call in the fall as it is in the spring when you lose that hour of sleep. And it does kind of throw you for uh, a little bit of a loop for at least a week or so. But I, a few things that always come up, daylight savings time, you know, where did it begin? I heard my wife say this yesterday. I always try to react when people say this uh, because she uh, says I hear this all the time. You know, that started so long ago. Wasn't that for the farmers or something? You know, it's, uh, aren't we time to move on? And I always want to stop people because that's like the most common thing, daylight savings time. You know, wasn't that for the farmers? And I go, well, hang, hang on a second. The, the way you just said that, you know farmers do still exist, right? I mean, that is, it's how the potatoes get on the table. So don't completely throw out the farm. I know the tractors have headlights now, but don't completely throw out the farmers. Now. They do still exist. It's, it might not be uh, as uh, popular as it was when this was enacted, but uh, the farmers do still exist. Uh, but that, I think, is an old wives' tale. This is what I got from a little bit of research. The idea of aligning waking hours to daylight hours to conserve candles was first proposed in 1784. It was to preserve candles. That's when the idea first came up, not the law, but just the idea that, hey, maybe we should switch around the clocks a little bit. Now, that obviously seems way outdated. We don't need to conserve candles anymore. Although the way inflation's going right now, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, but that idea was brought about by Benjamin Franklin. So then I saw Ben Franklin's name, and I'm thinking, well, how many of these people in the Senate who just voted this through would I say are smarter than Ben Franklin? Probably not a lot. Um, you know, 50 people in a room, I combined brain power. Did they have uh, Ben? I know he, you know, flew a kite in a thunderstorm. Wasn't the smartest thing in his life, but he was still a pretty wise guy. Smart guy, not a wise guy. Smart guy. Uh, but you know, it, it does go way back. It, it might seem to some like an antiquated idea. But what is your better idea? Eight oh three oh nine thirty. A lot of people texting me already on that number, 803-0930 on the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. But you can also weigh in by giving me a call, 803-0930. What you want to see done, daylight savings time. Do you agree with this push to end it? Well, actually, it's not ending it. Sorry, it's permanently adopting it. You would end the practice of switching the clocks back and forth. Or... Maybe you're fine the way it is. Maybe you like permanent standard time. Something else. Is there a happy medium? You can let me know. There's a lot of people weighing in on this on the text board with a few different ideas. Uh, to go through a little bit of the pros and cons of what people say uh, is a problem with this. Uh, a lot of people say daylight savings time, uh, advocates of keeping it year-round, is that you have more hours of daylight between the end of the workday and whenever it is you go to bed that would actually be helpful to the economy. 
you know, it helps people consume more goods and services because it's brighter outside. I, I don't I haven't seen a study being done on this quite yet on if this is actually the case. But it does kind of make sense. And I was thinking about that argument in the summertime. Ob- the obvious thing is to say, well, it's the warm weather that gets you out. However, is it also a little bit, well, it's lighter outside too. If it was still the summer temperatures, but it was far darker earlier, you, you got that darkness an hour earlier, would you still go out as much? Would you still do some of the things? Would you still stay out, you know, music on Main in Williamsville or something like that as long in the summer? I don't know. Maybe that's a, a good argument. Uh, there is, of course, when it comes to the shift, we hear about this every year, a correlation between when you spring forward, you shift the clock, and traffic accidents. That's been observed all throughout North America. And experts in circadian rhythms say that the switching back and forth is not a good thing. That's what everybody's feeling this week, right? Where you just feel like something's a little off. Can't quite put your finger on it, right? It's, ah, it's It just feels weird. It's, oh, you know, it's lighter out later. That's night. Oh, wow, it's already 8 o'clock. Something doesn't feel quite tra- You're a little more tired this week. I've noticed that. So, you know, for those reasons, we have what uh, is passed the Senate yesterday. Marco Rubio quoted as uh, saying in the passing of the uh, bill that would make daylight savings time permanent, which, by the way, another thing you have to learn, you know, daylight savings time gets thrown. That's what we're in right now. That's not that's we were in standard time. Now we're in daylight savings time. I, every single time, I just call it daylight savings time. Whether it's the fall or the spring, I'm just, well, daylight savings time. Turn fall back, spring forward. And <laughs> to me, it's just a perpetual, it's just the term. But this, what we're in now, is daylight savings time. Uh, anyway, Marco Rubio in the remarks on the uh, Senate floor said, just this past weekend, we all went through the biannual ritual of changing the clock back and forth, the disruption that comes with it. And one has to ask themselves after a while, why do we keep doing it? So he doesn't like the switching back and forth, which a lot of people can get behind. But their proposal is permanent daylight savings time. There are a lot of experts who say that permanent daylight saving time would actually mess with that circadian rhythm almost as much as switching the clock does. There are many scientists who recommend year-round standard time instead as the preferred option for public health and safety. With daylight savings time, the sun rises and sets an hour later on the clock. You're not actually getting additional daylight. It's just shifting. But the already later sunrise times in the winter under standard time move an hour later if you stay in permanent daylight savings time. So you might think, well, the winters get a little brighter. Not on the front end. You're probably going to work in, instead of, uh, you know, daybreak, uh, pitch black if you keep permanent daylight savings time. So is permanent standard time instead the answer? That's not what's going through the Senate right now. 
What do you think? 803-0930. We'll go to the phones. Uh, Mike in Cheektowaga. Mike, what's going on? You're on WBEN. Uh, where do you fall on this? I absolutely hate daylight saving time. I hate I hate the change, whether it's standard time, whether it's whatever we want to call it. Get rid of it. Pick a time and let that be the time that it is. And I, I have a, a different solution. Okay. We pick one time, and that's the time it is for the entire planet. It, it's what time is it on Earth? And we start with Greenwich. You know, we call it Greenwich Mean Time, and I guess that's where the clock begins, right? And and we make that the, the, the time everywhere. So instead of me getting up and going to work at 8 a.m. this morning, like I did, I'm going to start work at what's going to be called noon. I'm going to start work at noon. It doesn't change the time I get up. It just changes what I call the time I get up and eliminates all that garbage with you know, the time zones and, uh, you know, travel and what time do I get there and whether you have meetings with people. I've got meetings that, that are done with people all around the country. And, you know, what, what time is the meeting at? Oh, it's at 2 o'clock. Oh, okay, is that 2 o'clock your time or my time? Do I add two hours? Do I subtract three hours? I'm late for the meeting. I'm early for the meeting. All this, this, it's one time. Pick a time, people, and let that be it. <laughs> like, quit, quit messing with the clock. Like advanced military time, almost. Uh, it just uh, you, you just keep the clock rolling, but everyone is on the same clock. Mike, I thank you for the call. I love and I hate your idea. I love your idea because is there? This is like classic. You're like me wearing my U.S. soccer jersey. Uh, you, you know, getting ready to cheer on our team versus Mexico. This is classic. American exceptionalism, where it's like, listen, I'm not going to change my time, but the rest of the world, let's go. <laughs> you're you're going to wake up at 3 a.m., and you're going to wake up at noon, and I'll keep my normal time, what I've been used to my whole life, but everyone else change so we can do that. So that part I kind of love, just that idea. Let's make every, Let's force everyone else to change except us. Um, the hate is because that just sounds way more complicated than what we even have now. Uh, time zones can get pretty complicated, I guess. Uh, but that sounds kind of wild. I, 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 don't, I wouldn't be able, if I was traveling internationally, I think that would make me way more jet-lagged to, you know, all of a sudden experience a totally different it would almost be like the same as i would imagine the closest thing is when you go up closer to one of the poles you go up into places in alaska and you have like those days where it's all sunlight all the time for you know a whole month you never the sun never sets and and then you get a whole month of darkness i it would be a little too jarring for me now, personally, where I sit on this, I normally am the person who would say, I mean, listen, let's not let our, um, I don't want to sleepwalk into things. Let's not let our long-held standard stand in the way of us doing something better, of us innovating. If there's a better way to do something, let's go at it. In this instance, though, I kind of think we have it all right. It makes for a rough week once a year, but I like when the sun rises a little bit earlier, generally speaking. 
I like having a little bit of a extra sun at night during the summer. I miss it a little bit during the winter, but you have the morning in the winter. I would hate a pitch black until like what? 7:30 a.m. That would be I don't know. So in this scenario, while I do like the appeal, and I really think this is the the appeal, it's the appeal of laziness. I don't want to have to figure out how to change the clock on my car. I I understand that. I I feel like we, we kind of have it right right now. What do you think? 803-0930, join me here on WBEN. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. How's everybody doing out there? Brian Mazeroski here until 10 o'clock, hanging out with you. We're talking daylight savings time. There's this new push. It's not a new push. Why did I say new? It happens every single year, every single spring, to do away with the changing of the clocks. And just yesterday in the Senate, a resolution passed to adopt daylight savings time all the time. No more changing of the clocks. It'll be daylight saving time constantly. All of the time. What do you think about that? Do we need a switch? Is it time to switch things up? 803 0930 803 0930 to join me here on WBEN. Let's go to uh, Joe. Joe, you're on now. What do you think? Do we need a switch, Joe? No, we don't. Actually, we need a switch on the longest day of the year, which comes on summer, June 20th. So you want to change when we switch things to basically the equinoxes. The longest day of the year, turn the clock back a half an hour and leave it there. That way you've got a half hour daylight savings time and a half hour standard time. I, you know, all right. I You know, this half hour thing, 
I've heard a few times. Joe, thanks for the call. 803-0930 if you want to weigh in there, or you can send me a text. The half-hour thing I've heard a few times, which, I mean, I guess that that's there too. I think that's a little more complicated, which I do believe is the base point for the complaints against daylight saving time is that it's too complicated, that nobody likes switching the clocks. I got, sorry if I'm, what's up? I got the window washers going on behind me. If you hear that clanging around the background. Speaking of time zones, there's what? Out of a 24-hour day, there's five hours where someone's in here doing it. (laughs) I got got the squeegee crew going on. Uh, But no, it... The half-hour thing seems a little more complicated. And I think that's the big complaint, right, of ever. That's what we heard uh, yesterday on the Senate floor. Oh, this biannual ritual, changing the clock back and forth. Why do we keep doing it? I maybe agree with that to an extent. But I would go the other way around. If you're not going to switch anything, don't adopt permanent daylight savings time. I would adopt permanent standard time. Somebody uh, chimed in on our tax board, 803-0930. If standard time was all the time, the sun would rise at 4.30, set at 8 o'clock in the summer. And, you know, you're talking about the longest day in the summer. But, you know, June, July, that's generally where you'd be. I said, what's wrong with that? That sounds pretty nice to me. You know, as of right now, your longest day, you have like a 5.30 sunrise in the summer, sets around 9 o'clock. I I would, 8 is fine for a sunset. 8's pretty good. And I am among the people who kind of prefer the extra hour of sunlight in the morning. Now, that's because I wake up in the morning. But there is something, too, you know, you, you come around in the summer... And I'm able to walk in here, and already the sun is, is starting to rise. It gives you a little bit more energy to be able to do that. And maybe that's what people need is a little bit more energy to kind of jump out of your chair, jump out of your seat in those uh, winter months. And in the, su- in the summer uh, is really what we're talking That's when it would switch to a little bit earlier. You'd wake up a little bit earlier, get a jump start on your day. You always hear about how happy and chipper morning people are. You could be one of them. You rise with the sun, and maybe you go to bed a little bit earlier. There's nothing wrong with that. Maybe you you turn into a whole new person. Or you could be like this other person who uh, texted in. All your years of growing up, this has been the norm. It's never had an actual detrimental effect on you, did it? And that's kind of the lane that I fall in on this. Do we need a change at all? Do we need to adopt permanent standard time or daylight savings time? I would kind of think not. Because at the end of the day, you still have the same number of hours in a day. You're adjusting, you know, when the sun rises and falls. But, I mean... It doesn't have that great of an impact. 
twice a year change. We've all dealt with it for years and years and years. Someone else weighing in. It's tradition. You don't need to change one more thing. People always survive the change. I mean, you can say that. That's not entirely true. <laughs> there is that rise in accidents that you see around the clock shift across North America all the time. And that does happen every... That's a pretty common occurrence every single year. You change the clocks around and people will point to daylight savings time having that big impact in terms of uh, correlation between traffic accidents and a shift in clocks. Uh, the There was a 2017 study on exactly that. The American Economic Journal estimated that the transition into daylight savings time, so what we just had this past weekend, caused over 30 deaths, primarily by increasing sleep deprivation. People don't get enough sleep. You subtract an hour from that. It's going to have some sort of impact. And it deals a lot with the car accidents. So we all survive, kind of. There's some people where this has a major impact. And that might be a reason to do away with the time shift. But I, I don't think the way to do that is permanent daylight savings time. Other on the text board, someone uh, chiming in. When Bush was in office, he said when kids walk to school, it's safer for them. That's one of the things we heard in this report. Lucas was bringing that up to me uh, just a, a little bit ago during the break, that you have that argument. You keep daylight savings time to make the sunrise a little bit earlier in the winter when kids are in school. So that way, if you do a walk to school or you're just waiting for the bus, you're not doing it in pitch black. And the walking to school is the big part of that. Maybe you can use today as an option, even though we just switched the clocks. With how, I mean, how dark it is comparatively, and then you have the fog. I mean, think of the visibility problems you might have just had. Walking to school. I mean, how many, uh, we heard Alan talk about a pedestrian accident. We had the people texting in early this morning. If you're going out for your run, hey, I can barely see you. So there is a little something to that in keeping daylight savings time for that reason. Let's go to the phones. Frank, you're on WBEN. Uh, what do you think about this whole debate? It happens every year, but now it seems to be gaining steam. Where do you stand? Well, we lived in Hawaii for almost four years, uh, my wife uh, Nicole and I, and we're back here, and it's hard to get used to it again because they didn't they didn't go on daylight savings time in Hawaii. It was just all standard time all the time. All standard time all the time. It was in fact uh, in the summer when we spring ahead, it it goes to six hours time difference between Hawaii and Buffalo, New York. You know, Eastern Eastern savings time, and then uh, winter time it goes down to uh, five hours difference. Okay, you get a nice little uh, reprieve there, I guess, uh, if you're trying to connect with people back home. I, do you notice a big difference, though? You said you, you did have a difference. But, I, I mean, is it really that big of a shift one way or the other? If we were to take either one of these full-time, 
Do you think people would notice immediately? To, let's say we never rolled the clocks forward just now. Would people notice that in a month or two? I I believe they will. Um, whether they like it or not, I don't know. I, I, I don't know why basically we, like you said, at the beginning, it started in the 1700s when they did it because of saving candles. But um, it, it became law in, what was it, the 60s? I believe. I think it was a little before that. Yeah, it's, I, I don't know. It's it, it's one of those things up for debate. I kind of like the, the gentleman who called in and said, split the difference and then keep it that way. It, it doesn't sound like a bad option. Hey, Frank, thanks for the call. 803-0930 if you want to join me. I, uh, splitting the option, if you are going to keep one or the other and you put out the bulletins, listen, this is the final time change until a new Congress, you know, switches it back or whatever. But this is the last one. We're not doing this twice a year anymore, but we're switching it around just this once. We're, you know, next spring forward. We're springing forward 30 minutes, and then we're not touching it. It's not going to be the hour. That would take a lot of coordination. You hear about the computer problems all the time. Is my computer on the right time? Yeah, it actually is. It, it kept up. You know, all the clocks that shift automatically. You'd have a lot to look at. But that might be the happy medium. 30 minutes, a one-time shift. And there you have it. You're splitting the difference. I, You know... That might not be a, a bad one, right? Someone else on our text board saying, you know, hey, I'm pro daylight savings time. Don't have a problem with rolling the clocks back an hour or forward an hour, though I prefer this happen the last Sunday of November than the first Sunday of March. Now, that brings up an interesting point when it comes to the timing of everything. Obviously, it makes a little bit of sense to do this in the middle of the weekend, in the middle of the night. When most everyone's asleep, all of a sudden you wake up and it's a different time. You wake up and like, whoa. But what if you had fun with it just a little bit? I mean, would spring forward be as tough to take for so many people if instead of doing it in the middle of a Saturday night, you know, the middle of one of your weekend sleeps, where you're actually able to get a little shut-eye. Instead of that, you did it at like 3 o'clock on the Friday afternoon before. You know, it might throw everyone for a loop if all of a sudden in your middle, the middle of your workday, you jump from 3 to 4. Uh, that would take some coordination on your part. You'd have to keep up to date on your clocks and know what's going on. But the impact, it would be a lot better. Instead of losing an hour of sleep over the weekend, you get an hour of the workday taken uh, off right in the middle of a Friday. That, I think, might be a good happy medium. Now, let's face it, Friday at 4, you're basically out anyway. You know, all of a sudden, 3 o'clock, it's like, you know, I Dream a Genie blinked and uh, were transported to the weekend. That would be a little easier to take. You'd still have your, you know, the same amount of sleep on Friday night, Saturday night. You're just cutting the workday short. A little bit. And the same can be said. Maybe you do that. On the way, it kind of already works that way with the fallback. You get an extra hour on a Saturday night. 
go out and do whatever or just get that hour of sleep. You don't hear too many complaints. But maybe that would change everybody's mind. No one would mind switching the clocks if the result of it was missing an hour of work instead of an hour of sleep. And uh, there's a lot of people chiming in on the tax board saying, listen, why are we complaining about this at all? What is the big deal? And that does, you know, I I was reading the quotes of a lot of these uh, senators who passed this bill yesterday and kind of thinking the same thing, that, you know, I, I'm looking at this. Are, are we just doing this? You know, here's Marco Rubio. If we can get this passed, we don't have to keep doing this stupidity anymore. Like, that doesn't sound like somebody who's uh, concerned about when our, you know, daytime hours are. It sounds like somebody who doesn't know how to switch the clock on his oven. You know, what's the real reasoning behind this push? That's the biggest annoyance of all. More so than the sleep. How do I do this again? I had the same Monday morning driving into work. How do I? All right. Where in the menu on these, you know, big iPads they have in the dashboard of your car now? Flip here. Switch this. Where's the clock again? Do I? Oh, maybe I'll be a little ambitious this time around. And uh, I'll set my clock ahead just a little bit. So now I'll always be on time or a little bit early where, where you go. And that, that never works. Have I've gone full stretches of daylight savings time or standard time without ever touching the clock. I've been off an hour for months on end and been able to make it through and see it through to the other side. It, it's a nice feeling when you're able to do all that. Um, and then, you know, you have this on our tax board. If we eliminate the changing of the clocks, you take away an excuse a lot of people use for being late to work a few days each year. Now, how many people are using that every single appointment? You know, hey, that's like a little test for me. Right? You made my appointment for what? Four o'clock on a Monday after daylight savings time? What is that? It's like a quiz just to see if I'll show up on the right time. Maybe there's a little bit of that going on out there. But I know this is one of the few things I think. I think we kind of have it right. You're over-questioning it a little bit. And it is amazing (laughs) that the one time all of Congress agrees on something, of course, here I am saying, well, pump the brakes just a little bit. I don't know if we've thought this through in its entirety just yet. Maybe that's just me. But, hey, thanks for hanging out with me over the last hour, well, the last uh, five hours or so on uh, WBEN. You have David Bellavia coming up again. If uh, you missed it, the Ukrainian president addressing Congress right at about the top of our show. Did so for uh, around 15 to 20 minutes or so. You'll get the full recap in the news with Randy Bushover in just a few minutes. And then, of course, David's thoughts on that coming up uh, after I get off the air. Joe Beamer after him. He was in this morning, and he'll be back later on tonight. If there's anyone who's feeling the hour of lost sleep this weekend, I would guess it's him. Now, the, he's basically doing uh, two 12-hour days here. But thanks for hanging out. Brian Mazeroski here on WBEN. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.